Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel boom yeah. you can't get fooled again Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I am Ben Kissel. I'm staring at Marcus Parks, and you know what? He's got new shoes. I got new shoes. I love those new shoes. It'll be good for the winter months. When the snow comes, you're not going to get wet. If the snow comes. If it does. <laughs> All right, we've got Travis Irvine joining us as well. Thanks for being here, Trav. Boys, always good to be in the saddle with you. All right, so we got a lot to get to. Obviously, we're going to cover the Roy Moore news today. Uh, allegations against uh, Al Franken have broke, the Minnesota mm-hmm. senator. Uh, a allegation coming from 2006, a USO tour, evidently. Uh, unwanted uh, kiss was given on stage during a sketch and then there's a picture of him uh, groping this gal. She's a reporter. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. Leanne. Leanne, yeah. No, it's, I, yes, Tweedin. Leanne Tweedin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was wearing a flat jacket. There's a picture. It's not good optics for Al Franken whatsoever. Optics. Pretty bad, yeah. Uh, however, he has called for an investigation on himself, uh, which is actually much classier <laughs> yeah. uh, than what Roy Moore did. And we'll get into the Roy Moore controversy, the scandal that's brewing and will be brewing now for the next, well, until December 12th, mm-hmm. until that election. My prediction is he wins. Yeah. Uh, if you look at what's going on in Alabama right now, he's obviously going against a Democrat, Doug Jones. People People believe that someone who was accused of pedophilia in Alabama is still not as bad as a Democrat. Let that sit in. Not as bad as a Democrat, someone who's accused of groping a 14-year-old girl. And as I've been talking about on Fox News Radio all week long, uh, we took in multiple kids who were molested, multiple kids who were uh, sexually abused. When we were, uh, when I was growing up at 12 years old, we started take, taking in foster brothers and sisters. And uh, this has a lifelong effect on these individuals. And so when people see Beverly Young Nelson uh, come forward with Gloria Allred, Gloria Allred, of course, being sort of the um, sort of the the beacon of of anger and rage when it comes to a lot of people wanting to uh, say uh, Beverly Young Nelson might be lying. Gloria mm-hmm. Allred, of course, a firebrand um, for for controversy in many mm-hmm. ways. So just her face alone uh, is uh, one of the reasons that a lot of people in Alabama say it's all lies. Right. And even regardless of what happens with Beverly Young Nelson, uh, regardless of what happens with the yearbook, uh, did Roy Moore sign it? Did he not sign it? That is one of now seven uh, accusers coming forward against Roy Moore. Leah Lee. Leah Korfman, of course, being the 14-year-old uh, who came forward um, this uh, what just just a week ago. Mm-hmm. So there will be more names uh, coming out uh, against Roy Moore. I would assume 
It's an interesting story. A lot of people do not uh, believe the uh, the accusers because he has run eight times, three times for DA, five times for judge in Ottawa County there. And some people believe it's uh, simply simply uh, political. Uh, a lot of individuals, a lot of the callers, a lot of female callers, uh, as a matter of fact, calling in one from Gatson on Fox News just believes it's Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, uh, strangely enough, wanting to do away with Roy Moore. And of course, the Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell being the leader of the Republican Party, other than President Donald Trump, you could argue what the heck his political affiliations are. We still don't quite know. But are calling for a write-in. They want people to write in Luther Strange. Of course, Luther Strange was someone uh, that lost to Roy Moore in the primary. Of course, Roy Moore is Steve Bannon's choice. This really is going to be a uh, a massive, if Roy Moore pulls it off December 12th, huge victory for Steve Bannon. Yeah. If he loses, massive defeat for uh, Steve Bannon. And this really is the bellwether for the Democratic Party. If they cannot win in Alabama in this highly contested Senate race, which is much closer, uh, in my personal opinion, than it should be, mm. uh, considering Roy Moore, not just these allegations, just his history of bigotry, sexism. Uh, he's a theocrat. He's he, a bad person. He, yes, yeah. he's a theocrat. He wants uh, this to be a theocracy. Uh, he is he's completely unconstitutional. He is the judge who had the Ten Commandments, of course, the 5,200-pound Ten Commandments. that he 5,000 pounds wasn't enough. <laughs> you know, we got to add another 200 pounds More just pounds. to really make it religious. Yeah. I, I think that this guy is just the classic example of, uh, uh, of a um, Christian for political reasons only. Yeah. I don't think that this man lives a Christ-like life whatsoever, and uh, a lot of true Christians out there I know for a fact are livid that their brand is being tarnished by a person who was literally, of course, I'm talking about Roy Moore, kicked out of a mall multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. For, multiple times. for groping young women. You can imagine mall security, Marcus, in Alabama, yeah. has a higher standard than the U.S. Senate. Can you imagine that? <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. I was reading stories today, these two girls that worked in, I think it was Sears. Sears. or Yeah, they the worked mall. in Sears. Yeah. Uh, and Roy Moore was one of those guys, like when new girls would get hired, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to tell you about Roy. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you'd have to be briefed on Roy and it was how to deal yeah. with this guy. Absolutely. So we're going to see what happens uh, going forward. Again, Virginia and New Jersey, really not the bellwether. It comes down to December 12th. If Roy Moore is able to pull this off, a massive slap in the face to the Republican establishment, massive slap in the face to uh, this Republican's Democratic process in a lot of ways. Um, but 2018 will not be um, as bright, I don't believe, for the Democrats if they're unable uh, to get a victory here. And, of course, there is an idea that if he does get elected, uh, the U.S. Senate may expel him. This hasn't happened since the Civil War. That was 14 individuals in the Civil War. It would take two-thirds. Uh, it seems highly unlikely that mm -hmm. it would happen. And then, of course, you do have to ask the question of democracy. If the people of Alabama support Roy Moore and they want him in there, is it appropriate for the United States government to expel him in this situation? It, the, you know, it's always the extreme cases that sort of, you know, kind of mold or allows for these slippery slopes to occur. If the people of Alabama want to elect Roe Moore, I think they got to stick with him then. Mm. You got him for six years. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, good so, luck. But know that going in to vote for him December 12th, there is no get out of free jail card here. Mm -hmm. You know, if you vote, if you're in Alabama and you vote for Roy Moore, you got him. 
And I don't believe you can't, you're not going to be saved by the United States Senate. I seriously doubt even a single person listening to this show right now is considering voting for Roy Moore. I don't think that that, <laughs> yes, I, I believe <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, yeah. I, I think oh, hold it, on, we're getting a call. It's Roy Moore, it's Roy Moore. Moore. <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's anybody out here yeah. saying like, well, I, I think what it is with, with the people of Alabama, uh, and I you know, can kind of say this coming from Texas, like they don't, I don't think they see anything wrong with what he did. I it's, don't think they see it. Crazy. They do not see it as pedophilia. They do not yeah. see it as anything inappropriate, especially, you know, 20 years ago. 39. 39 years, 39 ago, years yeah. ago. Jesus Christ. He I mean, was I remember. two and the girls were 14. Yeah. One of the girls was 14, 16, 17, the age of consent yeah. is 16. When I was in a high school, I remember, you know, guys hitting on high school girls constantly, dudes well, in their 30s. And I remember dudes in their 30s dating high school girls and people being totally cool with it and but this was in the 90s you remember what the you know it's dazed and confused it's matthew mcconaughey's character and dazed and confused yeah. they're douchebags though <laughs> remember yeah. all the kids would graduate high school there was one guy uh that graduated high school and he was like the coolest guy he was tall and lanky uh there in stevens point and he came back to high school and, like started he, but we all just made fun of him yeah of course you know except for a select group of people that thought, that thought he was the coolest guy of all time because he had a stupid nickname and then he got elected to be a judge uh yeah <laughs> right, no i think he went in front cool of a judge guy. a couple of times but not for that oh what was his nickname i don't want to say i don't want to i don't want to indict anybody here uh but it was uh it was it was uh uh amphibian it was it was based oh, upon an amphibian Frogman. Uh, Frogman. something like that something like that um and of course you know the people of alabama really what's going on here is and this is what's so interesting about kind of going on to the other side there on fox news radio and getting the calls uh from these people the more the mainstream media and i use quotations mainstream media the more media in general washington post basically in their minds Jew run elite media. Yeah. This is, and I say this because of this. Uh, there was a fake robocall that went out. Did you hear about this story? No, I didn't. A, folk, a fake robocall went out in Alabama claiming to be a fellow named Bernie Bernstein and Lenny Bernstein. <laughs> Any Jewish name <laughs> will do. This is true. It went out and saying, I'm from the, I'm, I'm Lenny Bernstein or Bernie Bernstein. Uh, there was two <laughs> different versions of it. And the, the person doing the accent is he watched Annie Hall and was just <laughs> trying to, to do, do Woody, Allen. Woody Allen. It is hilarious. He says, he says it, it, I'm a writer. It, 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 you can you can uh, you can Google the uh, the, Bernie the transcript. Bernstein. I'm Bernie Bernstein. I work with the Washington Post. If you have any ladies inside of your home who are the ages of 54 to 57 years old who have incriminating evidence against Roy Moore, please contact me. And oh, then it says, you. we won't look into the we won't actually factually look into what you're saying, but we will write an article about it. And then they give an email address, which is a fake email address. And they're doing that to muddy the waters. Yeah. Obviously, this is put forward by a Roy Moore uh, supporter. But the thing is, as every Nigerian scammer can tell you, there's a sucker every day. Yeah. And a lot of the people who are voting for Roy Moore, oh, I got a phone call. I got a phone call the other day. I don't know why I'm doing a Midwest yeah, accent. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. only accent I got. Yeah, so it, just give like, me that. I got a oh, fucking phone call the other is, day yeah. from some goddamn you, son of a is. bitch that called me up and said his name was Bernie, Bernie Jewstein or something. Like that. Jewstein. That's, <laughs> and he yeah. said that he was going to write a story. He, they're offering money out there. Yep. They're Fine. offering money. That whether they're going to write a story or not, they're offering them money. They said it was $5,000. Now, goddamn, yep. I thought about maybe calling up, seeing oh, if oh, I could oh. maybe trick them or something. You know how slippery them Jews are. Slippery. Yep. Five to seven thousand dollar reward Ugh. and some people will be buying that hook line and sinker yeah so the, wa the older wa people the older Republican yeah, voters, absolutely. the people who go out and vote. That's why it's so important yep. for all the young voters out 
to uh, out in Alabama to oh, show God, up please. and turn and that's what's happening again yep. and again that's what just happened in Albuquerque right. uh, the Albuquerque mayoral race it wasn't that less Republicans turned out it was that more Democrats did and that's why Hillary lost in 2016 a lot of people say because the turnout from Democrats wasn't wasn't as high yeah and and the big shame here is that Doug Jones has a stellar record Jesus yeah. Christ, as a Doug Jones. the guy who sent away the KKK guys who murdered the the, the four girls in the, in the, the church, church bombing. bombing I mean good yeah. Lord he's the a hero only state where that could be used against him. Exactly. <laughs> the state of Alabama. It's insane. It, it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, so with all of that stuff going on with Roy Moore, the people who support him, you know, it's just one of those strange ironies. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the, um, the polling right now, he's either up or they're tied. Mm-hmm. And if you're Doug Jones going in tied, in my opinion, That's you're down eight points. Uh, yeah. if, if you're tied, you're down eight points if you're Doug Jones because you have people, just as um, uh, Trav referenced in 2016, who don't want to support, say they're supporting Roy Moore, number one, and you have people uh, who are just, you know, again, quietly going to the polls when the curtain closes behind them, they're going to go back to their political DNA. They're going to go back to their history. Oh, you're talking and about the Bradley history. effect. Exactly, and they have a history of voting Republican. It is almost impossible, seemingly almost impossible, to shatter people's political affiliations, especially, again, as politics have become a religion, and especially, again, as you have someone like Roy Moore, who is a theocrat, someone who doesn't believe that transgender individuals have rights, someone who doesn't believe Muslims should be allowed to serve in the government, someone who is uh, the definition of the combination of church and state he is a perfect melding of political religion and Christian religion. And those people, it's only making their faith in he and their Lord stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's what's such a head-scratcher. It's yeah. such a head-scratcher. Well, you could actually have the opposite effect here besides just the... I mean, not necessarily the opposite that's effect. That's right. I am in Miami. I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the bubble that I that I live in there at Fox News. So right. please, yeah. Of course. Well, uh, the other possibility there is uh, a lot of these polling, this is done by landlines. Uh, young people do yeah, not have do not. landlines. Absolutely not. Young people haven't had landlines right. in their homes for 15 years now. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the polling may be skewed. But I also uh, just found a poll that was done by the National Republican Senatorial Committee, uh, which is it's a Republican mm-hmm. poll. Uh, Moore's behind by 12 points in that poll. Wow. Do, what is, the, is there a margin of error on that? Let me look for that. But because I, I, I haven't seen... T- it, that it, was just out yesterday. Okay, just out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so perhaps, uh, you know, as these things... Uh, continue to build, or again, now that we're it's sort of you know we're in the we're in the blue portion of the fire here. We're mm-hmm. in the hottest uh, time of the flames. Yeah. So you wonder if that sort of subsides in the weeks or the days to come, or if it compounds and the flame continues to get hotter. Mm. Well, this story from The Hill said that uh, when this same poll did uh, previous polls on this race, Moore was leading by double digits, okay. easily leading oh, by sure. double digits. Before all this broke. Uh, before all this broke. So the, uh, we'll the say, tide could we'll be turning God. here. I mean, people might actually be uh, looking at this thing and voting with their consciences instead of their... Uh, party. Unless I think if they vote with their conscience though, they're going to vote for Roy Moore. You think that's, that, just that, the, you think that's where it lies? This I don't is, know. This is Alabama, guys. I know. I, I don't think no. we're firmly understanding the uh, the amount of uh, 
the hatred for the hatred for Democrats, which is insane. But the sincerity that these people have when they talk about faith, yeah, they are so into it. And Roy Moore, if you are someone who is socially conservative, I mean, Roy Moore is so beyond the pale. Again, he won a primary, beat Luther Strange, a respected Republican in Alabama, who in this climate became a became an establishment uh, statist. Yeah, I mean that's where we're at right now. Mitch McConnell is a rhino. Yeah. Can you? Can, I mean, this <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. A re- Republican in name only. Can you imagine saying that 15, 17 years ago? Mm. I mean, it's nuts. So, um, yeah, the Roy Moore uh, situation, and we'll see. You know, Sean Hannity, of course, the uh, the Walter Cronkite of the right. And hold on for a second. Let's uh, loosen up Walter Cronkite's coffin so he can turn around and spin <laughs> in his freaking grave. Spin around it. Uh, he offered Roy Moore 24 hours to come up with definitive evidence of his innocence. Well, mm-hmm. Sean Hannity was asking tough questions, too. He's like, in theory, if you did have relationships with girls this age, would that be appropriate? And you heard Roy Moore's... Kind of like, well, you know, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, he said, I came back from the war and had a relationship with a lot of young girls. Mm -hmm. He said, I mean, this is the worst defense of all time (laughs) when accused (laughs) of having relationships with young girls. uh, Well, we got to thank him for his service, I guess. You know, Uh, thank you for your. One of the funny things that I'm seeing out there uh, is all these guys. So. When Trump came around, a lot of these guys from like 4chan and, you know, really the the horrible parts of the Internet, these guys, these guys are hardcore atheists. And they started going for Donald Trump because they liked the chaos that he was bringing. They liked They liked having a troll candidate. But these guys are hardcore atheists. But it's so funny to see them coming to to the defense Mm -hmm. of a theocrat like Roy yeah. Moore. Now they have to, cause since they're, they're already in, since they've already doubled down on Trump, yeah. now they have to side with the guy who believes that Christianity should be a central the part law. of American politics. Should yeah. be The Ten Commandments should be the yeah. law. It's so amazing to see how these people have twisted themselves around Abs- uh, just to try to be right. Absolutely unconstitutional. Yeah. And, and I just going back to the Sean Hannity thing, just real quick. So he gave him 24 hours to come out uh, with definitive proof that he uh, you know, was innocent of these charges. He wrote an open letter to Sean Hannity, mm-hmm. uh, which I read. And it says uh, you know, that he wasn't the DA at the time, uh, the 1977 yearbook, all that kind of stuff. We'll figure all that stuff out again. There were, if, if Beverly Young Nelson is discredited, there's six other individuals. Yeah. One being 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Hannity basically punted at that point and said, well, vote, as you said, you're conscious, basically. Uh, That's what he said on yesterday's show. But if he would have, and he did not officially lose Sean Hannity, but to the right, if you lose Sean Hannity, you you lose, uh, you know, you 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 lose the Republican base in Alabama, uh, and Sean Hannity didn't uh, did not uh, pull the rug from underneath Roy Moore nearly as much as he could. He simply uh, uh, moved him along a little bit on it. I mean, talking about this uh, the faith thing here, you know, and you talk about how much uh, Republicans in Alabama hate the Democrat Party. I mean, a lot of these people are one issue voters, uh, voters, voters yeah, abortion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they look yep. at it and say, like, "Well, you know, he may have been a little inappropriate with a couple of girls mm-hmm. many years ago. You know, everybody's got that that friend that's a little inappropriate with girls, <laughs> but he ain't killing no babies, right, 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 right. You know, and so that that of course, like, they can make that equivalency, and they will they will go with the party that they don't believe." murders children. And, and right. those people are everywhere. I mean, in Ohio, oh, when I was running for Congress, that was the first issue. The first question I get from some people is like, well, yeah. where you stand on abortion? And I'm like, oh, I'm pro-choice. And then they just give me back right. my flyer. That's it. That's yeah. it. That yeah. is it. And uh, Doug Jones, 
I think that he will lose uh, because Ooh. Doug Jones has come <laughs> out. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Come, Doug Jones has come out and said that he is he is for. He's obviously very pro-choice. Mm-hmm. He is not against. Uh, you know, they I believe they asked him about partial birth abortion, a lot of those kinds of things. And he has rational responses in a lot of the minds of people, a lot of the minds of voters. But my goodness, to be a pro-choice candidate in Alabama, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's possible. I'll just throw, I mean, the, I the, the Gillespie. Unless, unless they do the write-in, Luther Strange gets written in and they, and they, they break the vote. Mm-hmm. Well, McConnell's wanting Sessions, too, uh, to be it's, written in, which is a yep. bizarre thing within the governor, I think, would appoint the, the KIV, senator. KIV in Alabama would appoint uh, whoever she, she chooses. Mm-hmm. Most likely, I think it would be Luther Strange. Although I think Jeff Sessions, judging from the Judiciary Committee hearing that he just had, would love to be a senator again. <laughs> yeah. Because he hates, like, being, he hates right being, being questioned. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. much. Um, but I'll just say a, a silver lining, I think, for Doug Jones is, and again, what Marcus was saying, if people show up, because the Gillespie-Northam race in Virginia mm-hmm. was neck and neck, and then you saw Northam pulled ahead by yep. plenty of points. It's all in people showing up. What do you think about the idea that young people are not in Alabama? If you grew up they in get Alabama, the hell out of there they immediately. Get that, if you were a open-minded uh, thinker in Alabama, you know, not someone who thinks transgender people are going to burn in hell, uh, don't you just leave? Don't you just go anywhere else? Don't you just go to Colorado? No, I'm not saying one of the coasts. I mean, you could go anywhere, anywhere. else, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and get out of there. That's one of the interesting issues with uh, sort of uh, liberal flight in some of these more conservative states where they're just like, all right, I know I'm not going to beat this system. I'm going to go to a system that's a little more applicable to my uh, to my political leanings. So you just wonder if there's been a total purge <laughs> of, of rational voters in Alabama, not to mention, and this cannot be understated, Voter suppression is very real. Yeah. And voter suppression in Alabama, you look at Judge Judge Roy Moore, mm. a man who uh, is the definition, the poster child for systemic racism, bigotry, sexism, every ism in the book, a judge elected five times in Alabama. Again, has never lost an election. Another indicator in my mind that he, that he pulls this thing through. Uh, you know, the folks in Alabama, man, it's voter suppression, uh, liberal flight, Pro-life, I, I I just I could and and, and social con- sexual norms are different. Yeah, uh, and you know it's it just it's a it's it's a different world. It's a different. It's a very large country. Oh yeah, it's a backwards ass world. It's yes, like it's a shitty world. Let's not like we well, can say. Yeah, it's a oh de- yeah, let's like, not, it's, I'm not say, Alabama. Oh, by the way, I'm not world. happy with my analysis. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah, thoroughly yeah. upset no, no, with you my look analysis. Upset. Yeah, yeah. You look very upset. Um, yeah. Now, didn't Bernie Sanders progressive win um, the mayorship in Birmingham, Alabama? Is that a thing I'm hmm. making up, or is that Jackson, Mississippi? It might have been Jackson, Mississippi. I, I'm not quite sure. I guess Get my but, racist capitals confused. Uh, but we'll see again. The, the, so anyway, the bellwether uh, for the Democratic Party, I think it's Alabama, December 12th. If you are in Alabama, you know people in Alabama, uh, even if they can't vote Democrat, uh, you know, just really look at the evidence uh, and try to convince your family members to write in Luther Strange or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to tell people, uh, you know, how to vote here, but it just seems like um this guy, if he does end up going to the Senate, it's it's going to be a stain on the Republican Party number one and the Senate, uh, and the Senate, and the folks of Alabama for six years and the country. But you wonder. I was talking about this on the show as well. Is this if he does win, who is going to suffer? Is it more of a diss on the Democrats or the Republicans? If the Democrats can't beat this guy, yeah. Again, 
Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Like they need to get some seats. Yeah, they need to start winning. Uh, again, they got two gubernatorial seats back uh, on the election. Uh, the past Tuesday, there's you know they're still down. I mean, they've lost 16 gubernatorials. I think it was uh, nine Senate seats. I mean, thousands, over a thousand uh, low-level council seats and things like that. Uh, they got to start getting some wins here. Mm-hmm. So they've already got wins. They've like, had it's a already begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll the tide's see. turning. Yeah, yeah. The tide is definitely turning. They're yeah. already getting wins, and I don't think if they don't beat Roy Moore uh, this election, I don't think it's over. I think it's not over. It's, it's not over, and I don't even think it's necessarily a huge, terrible red flash and sign because again, this is. Alabama. This is Alabama. I mean, these are the people that are holding on to daddy... A.K.A. Trump holding on to Daddy <laughs> oh, tight. Oh, well, I'm gonna vomit well. in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know. They're they're holding on to him tight. They love what he's saying. They love what he's doing. And yeah. Roy Moore is he's Trump's creature. I just uh, miss I mean, when uh, I just miss when there was a political proxy war in Alabama between Leonard Skinner and Neil Young. Back when there was <laughs> oh, two great musicians, two great bands, <laughs> Neil Young and Crazy Horse going at it. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's I, a tough one. To, if I had to vote between Leonard, Leonard Skinner, Skinner and Neil Young, oh, that's actually Ooh. a doozy. Oh, you go Neil Young. Come yeah, on, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing about Roy Moore that uh, people aren't talking about as much is that he is refusing to debate. Uh, yes. He will not Classic debate. Move. And, and did you guys read the article that his former law professor wrote? Uh, it I didn't is read it. it is extremely illuminating. Like just listen to this one uh, this one paragraph. Roy Moore never won one argument, and the debates got ugly and personal. The result? Gone was the fulfillment a teacher hopes for in the, pl- in the still piece of logic and learning. I had no choice but to abandon the Socratic method of class participation in favor of the lecture mode because of one student. Roy Moore. So he's wow. channeling he ruined his, class. Oh no! <laughs> he's channeling his inner uh, Alan Dershowitz. When yeah. Alan Dershowitz, of course, uh, at Harvard, there with Ted Cruz, basically just said the. You know, although Ted Cruz was actually a great debater, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz is a great, but but no, this guy. It was like a one plus one equals three. Uh, right. No matter what, like doesn't matter how illogical his argument was. Right. Doesn't matter how many people are sitting there and proving to him, look, look, you are wrong. He's just like, yep, yep, yep. So he is, they are electing the father of Hank Hill. Uh, <laughs> They're electing it, cotton. They are electing yeah. cotton. If, 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 if they do. Uh, but we'll see. There's a lot of pressure coming down. Uh, it just does not seem at this point as if uh, Roy Moore will step down. And again, this is now his ninth election in Alabama. Obviously the most significant election. Um, he is... A, a person who is he's, he's a he's a mule he's a stubborn ass mule and uh you know the the rnc has cut funding they're doing a lot of uh private funding a lot of um a lot of uh you know smaller donations from a lot of the individuals of alabama a lot of the people who are going to be voting for roy moore don't have a lot of cash to give mm-hmm. but uh that's that's what they're going for because the rnc has now cut funding and again i think we basically uh covered that in this disgusting sort of Hangover of 2016. I do want to say one thing, though, uh, when it comes to pain for accusers, and I am not discrediting Juanita Broderick. I am not discrediting the people uh, who have uh, come forward against Bill Clinton when he was at the peak of his power as well. You know, these Bill Clinton allegations when he was the governor of Arkansas, when he was running in 91 for the 92 uh, throughout his entire presidency. um, uh, The only people, to my knowledge, that have been paid, however, are by Bannon 
for the third debate in 2016 when he mm-hmm. gave all of them a couple thousand bucks to be there on the front row. So there are some people being like, these women are getting paid. Uh, and I suppose to some degree you could argue Gloria Allred taking on this pro bono is is compensation in some way. Um, but it is not easy to throw your name out there. And uh, the only people, again, to my knowledge, that have been paid to come forward, uh, accusers that is, is people who accused uh, – uh, who have been accusing Bill Clinton for a long time, and I think the the, the left is going to have to deal with those accusations at some point, uh, without a doubt. Um, but that was Bannon. That was that was the Republican, or not the Republican Party. That was the Trump campaign, basically, mm-hmm. uh, who paid for that. So sure. that's uh, so that is, and the Democratic Party yeah. is about to have to address the Franken their own little scandal here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, and these are it's it's very uh, it's 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 hard, you know, because obviously it's on the forefront. Uh, of everyone's minds now, a lot of sexual abuse, a lot of sexual harassment, uh, you know, going on. I mean, we've talked about this. You know, these stories really, uh, it, it, it opens up the floodgates and it's really difficult to deal with. You know, uh, when I was penetrated with the trophy uh, when I was in seventh grade, you know, that's like traumatizing stuff and yeah. people deal with it uh, in different ways. We talked about that on Roundtable many, many years ago. Um, that was a physical invasion of my butt privacy, <laughs> uh, and it sucked, and it was horrible. And uh, of course, those things really those are very real. Yeah. A lot of the different bullying or whatever you know things like that that people have to go through in life. Um, so when we see someone like a Beverly Young Nelson weeping openly after something that happened, you know what, thirty eight years ago, uh, you know people say, well, how could she still be so upset? Because these are very yeah. raw emotions, and if you don't deal with them. Uh, it's it's very easy to, to tear off that Band-Aid. Of course, in 1999, uh, they did have Beverly Young Nelson, who said that they had not met, uh, she had not seen Rome War in quite a while. Evidently, he did um, uh, preside over her divorce hearing in 1999. However, that you don't necessarily meet the judge mm-hmm. uh, that you go before. A lot of this stuff is simply paperwork. Yeah. Uh, so it is still possible that she didn't have physical, uh, you know, contact with Rimmore. And, of course, you don't decide who your judge is going to be. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's, you know, you know, a lot of people trying to discredit there and a lot of things going on. Um, but I think that's really what's going on in the culture right now in the country. There's a lot of open wounds that are coming out. You know, I was thinking about some when I was uh, in freshman year of high school, it was miserable. You know, we've all been bullied. Yeah. And there's just so many horrible experiences that are still fresh when you really think about it. I mean, I was super pissed. I was talking uh, with my girlfriend about it, just looking at social media. I had to, like, put it down because I remembered this uh, experience where I had to do the dime drill. You had to pu- push a, a dime around the toilet bowl with your nose. Ugh. You know, yeah. And, like, all these seniors were around. All these juniors were around. Very traumatizing stuff. Horrific events. And I still hate those people. Yeah. And I know their names. <laughs> I know their faces. I know every single one of them. And there was a series of other things because both of my older brothers were gay and they left. And uh, so I was alone there, six foot seven, 13. I was like uh, Blaster from Master Blaster. My <laughs> <laughs> child and I hate those people and so I still have it's very fresh memories mm-hmm. and that was what now 18 years ago yeah so I don't give a lot of credence to the uh, argument that oh it's crocodile tears it's performance art because these are very fresh memories uh, in the minds of people who have gone through extreme trauma whether it be sexual I could you could argue that the dime drill is a sexual trauma I suppose at the very least it's very physical I mean depends on if and, any you know, there was no uh, no that the 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 trophy was sexual. Uh, yeah, I yeah. suppose that, that, that um, I could definitely say that. That but, was definitely. Uh, but you sexual. know, of course, it's humiliating. Yeah, you know, and yeah. It, and it and it's degrading. And, it's about uh, power. It's about power. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Seniors have power over freshmen, and juniors have power over freshmen. So, so I just want to say, you know, I understand that, and I think that that 
line of trying to discredit because someone is overly emotional when talking about a trauma is disingenuous and outside the realm of reality. The other complaint that I've heard is some of these accusers have uh, accused other pastors of sexual misconduct. I had one caller say, well, you know, one of the accusers, she's calling everyone out. And I'm like, well, maybe there's that's, systemic sexual abuse probably, in Gatson, Alabama. In religion and politics. Yeah, imagine yes. that. Is that yeah. the possibility? Ugh. So it's one of those strange sort of ironies where it's like she's calling out everybody. Well, it's like maybe maybe there is a massive story. This is, it's the exact same thing the Catholic Church did. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing that all establishment powers do. They just try to discredit by claiming she's accusing too many people. Mm-hmm. It's total nonsense. It's the same thing Harvey Weinstein did. You know, oh sure, and everything. Well, Harvey Weinstein—that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Um, and, and let's at least give Al Franken. Uh, you know, all the allegations that have come out against him are, are pretty disgusting. Um, but he is apologizing. He's uh, he's owning up to it. And you know, and that's completely different. You know, he's well, not, not going out there. Not saying completely. He said he doesn't remember the kissing the incident same like way, that. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't remember well, it the same way. But th- you know, and again, let's not sit here and throw everybody's lives away. Yeah, because they have had a misconduct, sexual misconduct, is much different than rape. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Weinstein should not be said in the same breath. As, as Al Franken. No. Uh, that is just my personal opinion. Uh, he had a systemic program of serial rape. Yeah. He right. had people who hunted uh, accusers down, yeah. made their lives miserable. It's very similar to what happened with Roger Ailes. Mm-hmm. Bo Deedle. Oh, that's His both. whole, you know how he got his millions? How? Hunting down accusers of people like Roger Ailes. God. That's yeah. what he did. That's, what that's how he got his did. money. Fuck. So th- it's different. Um, and I think we do have to be careful uh, not to lump everyone together. And the one thing that I want to say when uh, the one a- uh, aggravating issue that I'm having is we're throwing people uh, you know, away, you know, demonizing them on social media. What should we do? I had a chance to interview Megan Ubos. Uh, I'm probably mispronounced her name. I'm sorry, Megan. Uh, her last name. And uh, untested rape kits. We got to start testing rape kits. Women who go through the proper legal steps. Uh, to get justice are not getting justice mm. because these freaking uh, police departments don't test the mm. rape kits. And honestly, a lot of women have said um, that the experience post-rape is, is it's another rape. Yeah. It is another experience of physical intrusion, unbelievable discomfort, and and then not to have those kits tested is such a slap in the face. So we need to enforce the laws that are on the books Get these rape kits tested, and uh, and we got to curb this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and uh, the both sides uh, have a massive amount of uh, work to do, and you know uh, again we we do live in a society of forgiveness. I think Al Franken, if he if he is contrite, if he you know uh, does things the right way, I we, we are very forgiving as a people. Yeah, it's massively uh, disappointing. Like it's ex- yeah. like I I but you know got the news alert this morning. I was just like ah. Right. Yeah. Man. Well, and, and I saw it from Roger Stone last night. He he had uh, predicted that this was coming out today. Well, there there was a uh, yeah. So you know. Anyway. So anyway, let's move on a little bit here uh, from all of this stuff. Uh, hard subject to say the least. Uh, we got the tax now. However, Republicans going back to a little policy stuff here. They mm. did pass uh, in the House their tax bill. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, it is more of the same when it comes to the Republican Party. Uh, Donald Trump promised huge tax breaks, massive tax breaks for the middle class. Does not seem to be happening. Their deductibles, as a matter of fact, in certain states are going to be gone. Middle class might end up, some 
individuals in the middle, middle class will end up paying more. There is a $1.4 trillion tax cut for the wealthy, and it looks to be adding roughly nearly $2 trillion to the deficit. So where are are the fiscally responsible <laughs> conservatives. conservatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Like this is a this is a full on uh, accounting of uh, what's going to be lost here essentially okay. in tax revenue. Uh, the cut in the corporate tax rate from 35 to 20%, that's 1.4 trillion. Uh, the repealing the alternative minimum tax on high income individuals, that's going to be 696 billion. Uh, they're going to repeal the tax on estates worth more than 5.5 million. That's going to cost us 151 billion. Good good. Uh, and creating a special new loophole that overwhelmingly benefits wealthy landowners uh, of pass through or wealthy owners of pass through business entities such as limited liability companies, LLCs, and partnership at a cost of hundreds of billions of dollars. So in theory, this is this is just Trump's version of trickle down economics. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just not the way that human beings work. Uh, there is gravity does not seem to affect money. Yeah, uh, and, it, and, it, and it seems to go the other direction. So, if trickle down economics were good, which was the reason that HW called it voodoo economics, was because it relied on the goodness of humanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, from these corporate elites. Yeah, which as we've seen is not really in uh, the forefront of their mind. No, the they, corporate elites don't care about the people; they care about the shareholders. That yeah. is, that, that's not me being right. no, that's uh, a, a rebel. That's, that's a fact. fact. That's yeah. how biz- That's how it works. That's how of they course. set it up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's in their own best interest. Human beings act in their own best interest. Yeah, and that's why when someone is, uh, you know, does get into philanthropy or someone does uh, donate wealth, it's a surprise. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why it's like you get an award because you've done something against human nature. Yeah. 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 And the plan also takes away a range of tax benefits that are important to middle income and working Americans, such as personal and dependent exemptions. Uh, so the deduction for high medical expenses that arise from hardship, such as a catastrophic diagnosis or a loved one entering a nursing home, student loan entrance deduction that oh, benefits no. million who are just entering the workforce after uh, obtaining an education and the deduction for state and and local sales and income taxes. Oh, and right. the uh, Trump administration is trying to say, like, oh, no, but you get a child tax credit. That'll take care of all that. I'm going to have so many kids. Child <laughs> I can't wait. We're, we're starting to crap out the kids. Let's I can't, do it. I can't afford my student loans. I, I, I can't have a kid right now. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> sorry. You need, you need to have a child. Okay. Yes, forced, forced children. Uh, and, of course, going back to what we were talking about with fiscal conservative Republicans, Rand Paul, he was beat up on his front lawn, broke five ribs. I am not for beating up senators. I don't know if that was, we don't know if that was a personal feud or if that was a politically motivated feud. I think it was Part of me feels it was personal a neighbor, and political. Yeah, yeah. it was like, a neighbor, hey, mowing so close to my hedges. Yeah, <laughs> boom. Don't tread on me. <laughs> and then, he's, and then and he then, gets treaded upon. Part of me doesn't believe it's political because, let's be honest, most po- people cluster. Yeah. And I would have a hard time believing that Rand Paul's neighbor was like a raging Hillary supporter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like people tend to go with their own, especially nowadays. Yeah. It's a gated community. This wonderful libertarian mm-hmm. lives in a gated freaking community. Uh, so, And also Rand Paul not denouncing. One of the only people uh, of the Freedom Caucus. Mike Lee has denounced. Ted Cruz has denounced. Of course, I'm referring to Roy Moore, Rand Paul. 
Silence is deafening in this situation. And, of course, Donald Trump has yet to uh, denounce uh, Roy Moore as well. Ivanka Trump said there's a special place in hell for Roy Moore. Uh-huh. Um, did she call him out specifically? She did. She did. Okay. She yeah. did. Ivanka yeah, says wow. she skittered away when reporters started asking him questions oh, about it And that's today. all they've been yelling at him yeah. the last few days, too. <laughs> well, because it's going to open the floodgates. Of course, the man has a lot of allegations against him as well. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. this isn't a comfortable, a comfortable conversation. And he is uh, obviously not someone who is uh, contrite or powerful apologetic or at all no uh you know he's he's um that's just not his uh personality so they were able to pass this tax plan the republicans were able to pla- uh, pass this tax plan in the house and we'll see how it does in the senate of course they can completely retool this whole thing in the senate yeah they got 52 votes in there right now uh, 52 out of the 100 if they don't pass it this is going to be really huge in 2018 i think if it, they're if they're proven to be completely ineffective on something mm-hmm. you got obamacare which is going nowhere mm-hmm. uh and then if they if they're not able to pass uh, tax reform I, I i don't see it I, what do they campaign on other than social issues yeah right right i mean and and there's already senators who said they won't support the tax plan i think Rand paul ted cruz want more tax cuts uh, i believe ron johnson uh, from uh, your home state yeah. ron johnson from wisconsin ron johnson hello he's uh he's against it as well i believe um uh the senator from maine she's always got a level head uh what's it? sue collins or sue susan collins, collins. Yeah, yeah susan collins so um yeah i've i've you know it's like we said before the show uh the house ain't shit you know, yeah. they voted to repeal Obamacare, what, 700 times? Yeah. And it never <laughs> yeah. never went anywhere. So Right, right, right. But you're right. If if this dies in the Senate, that's a huge blow to the Republicans. Huge. So huge. you're going to see. Cannot be, most, uh, cannot be understated. Yeah, both parties, I think, go into 2018 in, in full on turmoil. And mm-hmm. we see who uh, And honestly, the sad thing is, if they don't pass it, it, it will be, again, it, it's going to be a culture war election. And I, yeah. as a society, man, we need to start coming together here. We've been saying this for a long time, and it just... Now we have a we have there's a there's a growing gender divide there's racial divides there's economic divides it just seems and that's chaos yeah and this is what someone like a Donald Trump um, as a leader obviously there was a lot of chaos under Obama let's not forget Ferguson so many riots uh, you know obviously a lot of chaos under W the last time we were together as a nation ironically enough was September 12 2001 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, but, I would uh, say the 17th maybe the 17th we had like five super good days yeah, before, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. before the policies days, like, came out unity yeah. unity wise yeah. we had like five like awesome days yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we were yeah we remember were that, loving each other remember when Bruce hands. Springsteen was singing that song on TV in front yeah. of the candle oh, and all everyone, the, the Congress people held hands everyone ha- was having a great time we were all feeling real good about that John Ashcroft yeah. saying let the eagle soar at a, <laughs> at a press conference powerful powerful days yeah. well these kids listening just really don't know how weird that was <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah. oh, oh the good old days yeah. after 9-11 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again uh, do not there is no praising of uh, George W. Bush his war policies are the reason that we're in the longest war in U.S. history it's cost mm-hmm. thousands that- of lives and four to seven trillion dollars uh, in uh, in cost depending on what you want to look at his economic policies are still uh, reverberating today crippled america ruined families uh yeah yeah, george w bush is not a cute little character economic policy now i will say under trump the economy is doing all right uh but But is that due to trump or is that just a continuation of Of obama Obama. that's what well there's i think there you can give Whoever is the president does deserve some. Um, you do have to for give not s- fucking for not it up completely. It. Yeah. Well, he's God knows he's messed up a lot. <laughs> he's messed up a lot. Uh, and I do so. Yeah. You know, so the economy is actually doing. Uh, the economy is doing okay. Uh, some some of the Obamacare uh, regulations did did hurt a lot of uh, industries and things like that. So there are some. All right, things happening. But let's go really quickly uh, here to uh, Donald Trump Jr. and WikiLeaks. 
there's so much to cover. My God, it's like crazy. <laughs> All right, so Donald Trump Jr. and WikiLeaks. You heard this story, of course. I've I've kind of glanced at it a little okay, bit. I know they so, shared they shared some interesting DMs, didn't they? They had some DMs, some direct messages on Twitter, Ooh. which is where all the idiots interact. <laughs> and um, basically, this is evidence, definitive proof that Donald Trump Jr. was working with WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is an extension of the Kremlin at this point. Julian Assange most likely was the person on the other side of those correspondence with Donald Trump Jr. I say that because WikiLeaks, first of all, uh, one of the stories that want, they wanted Donald Trump Jr. to uh, throw out into the uh, into the ether uh, was the story about how Hillary wants to drone strike Julian Assange, which is like the beginning. I immediately thought of the beginning of Hot Shots when they dropped the bomb on Saddam Hussein. It's like, that's not really how yeah, drone strikes work. How what are they going to do? They get, go to the embassy and drone strike the embassy that he's currently know. chilling out in? fly a little drone outside of the window and go pew, 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 pew. Seth Rich. That's what they do to Seth Rich. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was one of the stories. And then the other uh, thing that WikiLeaks requested by Julian Assange requested through WikiLeaks was that the U.S. Uh, was that Australia make him the U.S. Amba- the ambassador to the, to the United States, mm-hmm. which is totally like outside the realm of reality. But there was three different correspondence, three different emails sent to or DM sent to Donald Trump Jr. He responded to two directly. And in my personal opinion, when he sent out that story about the drone strike uh, that Hillary Clinton uh, wanted to drone strike Assange, that is a response as well because he, <laughs> he was told to do it and he did it two days later. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then right during the election, November 8th, 2016, they also got a massive message from WikiLeaks, which basically laid out how they should act if Donald Trump loses. And at that point, Hillary was still up in the polls. Everyone was completely stunned. Um, uh, every, I mean, obviously, it was a stunning election. Everyone still thought that Hillary uh, Clinton was going to win in 2016. Julian Assange basically told the Trump campaign to say the media made all this stuff up. It's it's a huge, um, it's, it's, a, it's a scam election. It's a fraud election. All of this, and that's exactly what uh, Donald Trump did, even though they won. Yeah. They still said there was a huge cabal against the Donald Trump campaign and against what he was trying to do. So yeah. they basically took the page right out of WikiLeaks. Um, and Mueller now looking into that. Hope Hicks had heard about this. Hope Hicks is Basically, if Hope Hicks sees it, Donald Trump sees it. Mm-hmm. She had heard about these correspondence. So we're climbing up, climbing up the ladder here. Plausible deniability is becoming less and less of a possibility. It's still there. We haven't heard. We haven't. We don't have conclusive evidence at this point uh, that Donald Trump knew about this correspondence with Donald Trump Jr. Seems to me Donald Trump Jr., Donald Trump, Hope Hicks, everyone knows about it. Everyone seems and to Donald know. Trump is someone who is very... Hands on. Yeah. So uh, it's getting there, but we can't say yet. It, but we'll figure it out. It reminds me of when he went out there and said, Russia, if you have the emails. That's right. It's almost like Junior talked to him that day. Exactly. He also says, I love WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. And that all flipped. Remember during, uh, yeah. during W when WikiLeaks was coming out? And WikiLeaks is does tell the truth, but it's lie by omission. They only release certain things, and they, they hold on to other things, and that's the power that Julian Assange has because, you know, he's a thief, and he has a lot of information at his fingertips, and that is power. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they still have a 100% accuracy rate in terms of everything they have released, but mm-hmm. this puts a big old stain on their record, you yeah. know, especially Absolutely. for uh, being a good, a pretty good journalistic source there for a long time, got defended by Glenn Greenwald and all the good, mm-hmm. good journalists, so... Mm-hmm. I hope, I don't know, I hope that junior guy just goes away. Well, Donald Trump Jr., uh, you know, he's got the the Twitter. He's got the elephant uh, tail. He's got the knack for Twitter. He's got the elephant tail, which, (laughs) by the way, is now going to uh, possibly become legal again to uh, hunt 
elephants. Is that uh, in the tax bill yeah, as well? Yeah, no, it's not in the tax bill. It's just one of those <laughs> stupid, it's just Donald Trump, Mike, Obama had put a ban on those things because mm-hmm. why Why do you want to go big? If you are going to big game hunt, you are allowed the exact same equipment that Arnold Schwarzenegger had in Commando. <laughs> Only when he had nothing. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. he did actually have quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What was the, yeah, what was the, uh, no, Predator. Predator. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he has like nothing, and it's him against Predator. That's all you should be allowed. These people go out there. I mean, and you know what they do? They they they, they troll these elephants and these creatures out with like you know uh, carcasses behind trucks. I mean, yeah. they literally fish for them, and then they shoot them, and they t- t- cut off their horns and tails, and think they've actually hunted. They haven't done. Donald Trump. Can you imagine Donald Trump Jr. actually hunting? No, it's no. not because he. If you see that picture of him with the elephant tail, yeah, knife in the tail. Nice knife in the tail, clean outfit. Not at, it's just all he's got perfectly combed hair. He's, yeah. it's, touch, <laughs> it's total BS. Um, anyway, I feel like there's there's a lot of other stuff we uh, we got to get to here, but we'll continue to cover it here on the show. Um, yeah, sad stuff out there. A lot of things, but you know what? Again, uh, the the majority of people are, are really great, and we have to uh, continue to uh, to remember that. And uh, you know. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive things happening out there uh, in the world. Obviously, we had uh, the, the Asia trip from from Trump. The one thing that he was able to do, which I was actually I thought was good, other than the fact he tweeted out about it, the UCLA players who were so stupid. Mm-hmm. But these are 18, 19 year old kids stole in China. Don't steal overseas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never steal. Don't steal here, but especially don't steal <laughs> in China. They were facing 10 years. Uh, evidently, Donald Trump was able to negotiate their release. Um, and then he did send out a tweet being like, do you think they're going to thank me? And they did thank him almost like a it was like a it was like a prisoner situation. Where yeah. like, thank you, President Trump. Really appreciate <laughs> um, but of course, that stuff can turn very serious. If we recall what happened to Otto Warmbier uh, there in North Korea, who was tortured immensely. And if, again, if you get a chance to listen to what his father said upon seeing the living body of his son when Otto came back from North Korea. It was out of Eli Roth's hostel what they did to that poor boy uh, for stealing a frickin' poster. Um, all right, everyone. Well, that was a, that was an extra sad note that I ended on now. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, I was trying to find something good there. Um, but anyway, Marcus, anything else you want to talk about? I feel we got taxes, we I'm got good. more, we got Frank, and we I got, got uh, Asia Trip. About. A little Donnie Trump Jr. WikiLeaks. Keep on following that story. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of the uh, the main political news of the week. I mean, the silver lining, I think, is if more millennials get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Go get vote, involved. Go run. Do better than me. Go run. Do better than I did, and you will. You still uh, did pretty good. We did, did great. Six good. Nine, I'm transplanting here in Brooklyn. We did great. You got more uh, votes than the Libertarian mayoral candidate got citywide. It was a, yeah, that's uh, true. He was a, a person who had tried to hijack a plane at one point. So. Yes, he did. That's why I was thinking about voting for him. For yeah. Um, yes, get involved. We got to do it. We got to uh, do it. And, uh, yeah, and now, actually, we're going to play an interview that I just did with Kinky Friedman. He's a wonderful man. Uh, great guy, a real character. Speaking of campaigns, he actually reminded me of the story when he was running for governor in 2006. Oh. Do you remember this story? Yeah. Uh, he got 12.6% of the vote. I know. Polling. I That's remember, man. He, we uh, all about it. But he got in trouble. He was the grand marshal of, of, of a parade, and he was in a car. It was going, like, one mile an hour. Uh, it was the St. Patrick's Day parade, I believe. And someone gave him a Guinness, and he took a sip of it. And then, like, the headlines were just, like, drinking and driving, yeah, you know. And it was just, like, I was going a mile mile an hour. Uh, it didn't matter. Uh, but they threw me yeah. under the bus. So uh, enjoy the interview with Kinky Friedman and the author of his new book. It's called Everything is Bigger in Texas, The Life and Times of Kinky Friedman, Mary Lou Sullivan. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Find everyone, Travis Irvine on uh, Twitter and all those kinds of things. You know where to find us. All right. Talk to you soon.
Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're doing well. I am Ben Kissel. Joining me now, it is an honor to have uh, Kinky Friedman with me and the author of a new book coming out uh, entitled Everything's Bigger in Texas, The Life and Times of Kinky Friedman, Mary Lou Sullivan. Thank you both for joining me. Our pleasure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, a, she's a Connecticut Yankee in uh, King Arthur's Court down here in Texas now. She's... That, experiencing a cultural uh, shock. I'm sure. I mean, of course. Uh, well, she's Mary Lou's been down here a bunch, actually. She could almost pass. That's perfect. I was down in Austin a couple of months ago doing a show, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. I love Texas. We were in Houston, uh, in Dallas, uh, and I'm I'm six foot seven. So believe it or not, I was normal because everything, of course, <laughs> is bigger there. I felt like a normal human being for the first time in my life. I loved it. Yeah. Well, the, the people in Texas are. For one thing, they're not pretentious, you know. And yep. For another, they're they're pretty friendly. Absolutely, uh, you know. Of course, uh, you know. Drive drive with the uh, drive with the top up. Um, so uh, oh, yeah, you don't want to be riding in a open uh, convertible, <laughs> Dallas, especially if you're a politician. Absolutely yeah. not. Which uh, which kinky you are? You're a singer, a songwriter, a novelist, a humorist, a politician. What's anything else you want to do? Uh, probably end this interview. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, see, uh, uh, Mary Lou, that's a real challenge of somebody writing a biography of somebody like that. There's, of course. It's the curse of being multi-talented, man. That's it. That's it. So when you were writing this documentary, Mary Lou, or uh, writing this uh, biography, rather, uh, Mary Lou, what did you learn about Kinky and Kinky? What did you learn about yourself? Did you find yourself having revelations uh, about your life uh, that you uh, had sort of forgotten about, perhaps? And Mary Lou, were you surprised um, the more that you found out about this man? Um, The more I found out, the more fascinated I was. I did a lot of research before I started the book. And uh, before I had done a book about Johnny Winter, and he's a musician, and that Mm -hmm. was all he was. And I didn't want to do another musician with the same story, the fame, the drugs, the groupies, and all that. And then I started researching Kinky, and he he was a writer, a phenomenal writer. And he had the politics, and he had the rescue ranch, and he was in the Peace Corps in Borneo, and he picketed at the University of Texas. So this was a guy that was not going to bore me when I spent like five years researching his life and talking to him. Right, right, and Kinky, what was that? What what was that experience like? Uh, like, obviously, you've written a case of Lone Star, which is uh, a fairly decent beer. I'm from Wisconsin, so I've got to go with, uh, you know, <laughs> with PBR myself. But uh, that's all right. Uh, what was that experience like? Sort of uh, regurgitating your life story uh, to Mary Lou. Well, first of all, I don't remember the first half of my life, so that's that's why, you, <laughs> that's why it has to be a biography. By other people need to be brought into the mix yeah uh, and uh i'm you know i'm 73 years old well i've been miserable for 72 years and things are starting to look up now oh that's good so and, the first I, yeah of course i'm 73 though i read at the 75 year old level that's great that's great and uh and she's written uh you know people are already asking me stuff about uh oh, what's the message of the book or they're asking mary lou why did you pick kinky to do this what right. is it you know and I think the message basically is, uh, like like Willie says, if you fail at something long enough, uh, you become a legend. Yeah. And and, uh, and it's not the pot of gold, it's the rainbow. 
Absolutely. And by the way, uh, for those listening, get out there, watch this uh, great Charlie Rose interview, Kinky Friedman with Willie Nelson. Kinky's smoking the cigar the whole time. Probably took a couple years off of Charlie Rose's life, uh, who's one of my personal idols, so I don't love that. But, I, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. that interview is dope, dude. That interview is so awesome. Check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, for those listening, uh, please, you have to watch that as soon as this interview is finished. So, Kinky, it's interesting. I have so much respect for you. I got your shirt in 06, kinky for governor. You got 12.6%. I actually ran for Brooklyn Borough president here in New York City, obviously in Brooklyn uh, this year. I got fifth in a three-person race, which I didn't think that was possible, but I did. Uh, I got one yeah, point. You don't want to do that again because that's a real job. I mean, governor <laughs> is not. Governor is a piece of cake. And, and we won the race every place but Texas. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, that's all right. Yeah, I did a lot of campaigning around the world and around the country. I should have uh, focused most of my time on Brooklyn. But what is that? Why why, why run for public office? You know, I have my personal beliefs. Uh, it's about getting out there, telling your, uh, you know, telling people your opinions. Uh, you know, for me, it was recreational marijuana use, uh, you know, really trying to uh, free up transportation, those kinds of things. What was it that drove you to get into politics? Well, I, I think that uh, my definition of politics has always been poly means more than one, mm -hmm. and ticks are blood-sucking parasites. <laughs> and uh, it, it, as you know, I mean, it's real clear to see that it's a, it's a very ugly, selfish, stupid profession, and, and, and a, a fool and his money are soon elected. Absolutely. I have to say, though, from doing research on Kinky, his, he was always... He, he cared about Texas. He mm -hmm. really he wasn't a politician. He was almost too honest to be a politician. Mm -hmm. He spoke from his heart. He, he was not manipulative. And he just really didn't like what was going on in Texas and wanted to do something. Absolutely. And everyone has to get involved. And I firmly believe you got to run for public office once just so you can see if your heart can handle the marathon that that year is. Uh, the amount of stress is uh, – is, uh, Uncomparable, I think. Uh, Mary Lou, when you were doing the book, when you were writing the book, what facet of Kinky's life did you enjoy the most? Singer, songwriter, again, uh, author, uh, humorous politician. What was the one part that you were like, ah, this is the part I dig the most about this dude? Well, there were some crazy years when he lived, when he was torn with Bob Dylan and living in L.A. and hanging out with the band and yep. uh, Lowell George and John Belushi mm. and those years. And then also at the Lone Star in New York. I mean, those years were like, he, I couldn't believe he knew all these people. Yeah. It was like all these, all these famous people and they all love him. I tell people he's like almost like like Forrest Gump. He's been everywhere. He had he had dinner with Clinton in the White House. He slept over at the White House with George W. Not oh, with my. him, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So no, he probably yeah. It's so that thing was like amazing. It's like wait a minute. So somebody said to me, "Well, he didn't know Eric Clapton." I go, "Oh yeah, Eric Clapton was on one of his albums." So it's. It, I think that part was just fascinating that all these people loved and respected him. And what an amazing group of people, and what an amazing time! Again, for the listeners out there, you want to check out the band, check out the Last Waltz. Scorsese directs it. One of the greatest musical documentaries of all time. Kinky for you when you look back at that stuff. Uh, does it? Uh, do you just kind of roll with it? I. I, I 
I don't know. I'm going to make an assumption, which we know what that makes out of people, but I would assume you're more of a forward-looking kind of guy. Have you had time with this book coming out again? Everything's bigger in Texas. The Life and Times of Kinky Friedman, get out there and buy it, uh, comes out this week. Have you? Did you get a little time to reflect? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet for me, Ben. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm traveling on the trip. You know, it's kind of an ego trip for me. And, uh, and Mary Lou's written the book, and everybody's saying what a great book it is. And I, and I think it really is. Uh, and I just um, I, I kind of lost the train of thought back there when she was doing the interview moments ago on a separate phone. Well, she was, was talking trying, about it. Yeah. I, but I was trying to tell her to shut up. There's a lady trying to talk on my cell phone, which was her. <laughs> you, see, you see that? And I'm not drunk or uh, just... Uh, no. Well, that's the, the only thing I did worse than this was in Austria in Graz, the uh, hometown of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was talking about Glenn Campbell. Uh-huh. Yeah, Glenn Campbell, um, I could not remember the word Alzheimer's. Right. That's so ironic. I'm trying to remember this. Now, so you know the disease that you can't remember. You all know it, and the audience did not know it. <laughs> and and then finally, uh, this fellow who was traveling with me, my producer there. Brian shouts out Alzheimer's, and uh, I got it yeah. right, and I pointed out that, uh, of course, your audience may or may not know Kurt Waldheim. Do you know him, Ben, who he was? I'm actually not sure who that is, no. He, he was he was Secretary General of the United Nations for okay. many years, and, uh, and uh, then they found he had quite a checkered past, hmm. and uh, so I came up with a line that uh, he suffered, he invented the disease, Waldheimer's disease, uh, in which you can't remember that you used to be a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Well, my father is a German immigrant, uh, so uh, I think his father would probably like having that disease as well. Well, tell them the Germans are my second favorite people, and my first is everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about Texas uh, going forward that has you excited? Do you think politically, uh, is there any way that you could see Texas going blue at some point? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I really don't see it happening, so here we are with, uh, you know, all the usual suspects back in office. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I'm pretty fed up with the Democrats and the Republicans at this yep. point. Uh, I think just about everybody is. Mm-hmm. So, so what the y- hell we're going to do about it's another matter. Well, absolutely. Always call them the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, they're the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, the I mean, Democrats and the Republicans. I can totally see that, absolutely. And, of course, you know, Austin, uh, where I, I think you spend a lot of your time, as a matter of fact, you are going to be at the Townsend this evening, of course, uh, November 15th at the Townsend. Check out Kinky. I would assume it's sold out, though, huh? I think so. And uh, there's well, two shows, though, so maybe there's some in the second show. And then uh, the Mucky Duck in Houston the, the next night. Uh, yep. Thursday and then Friday up in Dallas. Dallas. Uh, the town that roots for Goliath to beat David. <laughs> uh, so we'll be up there at, at uh, Port David's Club and then ending up in uh, L.A. at uh, McCabe's Guitar Shop, which is a great venue. Awesome. And I think that's sold out, too, but there's two shows there. 
maybe a few tickets for the second show. We'll see. Yeah, I got to ask you, man. So when you're running for public office, I mean, this stuff, uh, you know, people open up to you. You're out there. I didn't kiss any babies. I would only kiss dogs. That was my rule. If you had a Pomeranian, uh, I would kiss the Pomeranian when I was running for public office this year. Uh, what was what was your favorite experience, Kinky, uh, when running for office? Was it just meeting the folks or was it getting some ideas out there or was it telling the establishment, giving a little middle, middle finger to them? Yeah, there was there – was, um, I guess it was in Dallas where they had the – I was the uh, – what do you call it? The Grand Marshal of the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade. Okay. And uh, and a guy ran up to me, and, and we were – all these kids were cheering, and, ran, you know, and a guy gave me a bottle of Guinness, an open bottle or a glass, mm-hmm. glass of liquid, and uh, I took a swig of it. The vehicle was moving about one mile per hour. I mean, this was not <laughs> great, you know, it and uh, so I took this swig, and a guy from the Dallas Morning News took the picture. And, <laughs> and the law is you can't what is it? You can't drink in a moving vehicle yeah. in Texas with right. an open bottle kind of thing. And um, so the next day, the Dallas Morning News had the picture on the front page uh, of that. And then Mothers Against Drunk Driving, everybody came down on us, and, and we called a hasty uh, news conference. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, I, I apologize, I confess, I did drink the Guinness, but I did not swallow. <laughs> I thought that was a perfect comeback. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, and, you know, honestly, for Texas, probably got you some votes. Yeah, well, we, uh, it, it's more a matter of money. It's more a matter yeah. of, uh, of the machine. And, Absolutely, and it, it's a damn shame. But uh, I think it was all tallied. We're just under seven hundred thousand votes. Nice. And I ran, and I remember I ran as an independent, which is just impossible in this country. Yep. Yep. Very hard. Absolutely. I did a whole chapter about that, his political career, and that was that was a difficult chapter because it was a lot of research that went into it, mm-hmm. and it was it kind of hurtful doing the research on, on how nasty people were to Kinky. Oh, you know, yeah. just the political thing, and his heart was in the right place, and they're yeah. just, you know, but I guess that's politics. Huh? Yeah, that's politics. It's a filthy game, filthier than mud wrestling. No one should be a part of it, but thank God we got people like Kinky Friedman out there fighting the good fight on behalf of the American people, uh, and in this case, specifically the, Ameri- uh, the the folks of Texas. And remember, Ben, the crowd always picks Barabbas. They say, free Barabbas, kill Jesus. They do it every <laughs> single chance they get. Yeah. So, uh, Kinky, i got to ask you, what, what, which one of these things, what do you, when, you, when you think about yourself, when you think about your life, how do you see yourself? What do you, musician, songwriter first? Or author? Yeah, probably a songwriter, a defender of strays. Yeah. Uh, both two-legged and four-legged. Good. Three-legged, and- five-legged, whatever. <laughs> And what, what, yeah, what, what is it? What, you know, what triggered that for you? You know, because uh, we all have these, we all have life experiences. I know shocking information coming out of the mouth of Ben Kissel here. Uh, but what was it that really turned you on to being someone who spoke to those individuals who uh, might not have had a voice before? You know, for me growing up, my, fam- my family did foster care. Uh, you know, we took care of a lot of people uh, who were uh, dejected and rejected uh, by our local town. Um, what it, it, was there an experience where you uh, where it clicked to you where you said you know what man I'm going to defend these people who are good uh, as opposed to these people who might have some power? I was impressed with uh, I didn't realize how hard it would be to be the man in the arena. I mean you know like this was way before 
sexism became uh, and racism became just throwaway lines for, mm-hmm. for everybody. I mean, this was, and so when they injected all that stuff, it was clear they're reading a novelist's books, a guy who writes mystery novels, and they're taking the most offensive things out of them they can, mm-hmm. cherry, cherry picking them to make me look like a sexist or a racist. Or, mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, and they they did a good job, and uh, you know there's very little you can say because it throws you off your game. Right, right. And in fact, I, I'm probably the only candidate that that has run in the past 20 years in, in Texas that was act, actually actively involved uh, in civil rights mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of a lot of it, not to mention the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not the profile of a racist, so. Even the fact that I'm talking about it now is, a, a, you know, is something that, at the time, I remember really, really surprised me. Just well, like you know, I mean, that's the whole thing, and that that's why you're a good person, because, uh, you know, these things affect you. Uh, you know, true racists or bigots or anyone who uh, falls into one of the isms, they don't care. Uh, it doesn't bother them, because that's true to who they are uh, as human beings. So the fact that it affects you and the fact that it bothers you proves uh, that that narrative is uh, not consistent with who you are as a human being, uh, despite the fact that they try to brand you as such. Well... You would think in a folksy kind of place like Texas, where everybody's friendly and all that. Right. I had one line, which was, "I'm uh, too too young for Medicare, uh, too old for women to care." <laughs> and uh, and I like that line. And yeah. people would, uh, that, yeah, that didn't bother them. What bothered them was any joke that you made. You just had to say, "Hey, joke, joke." joke. Right, right, right. That's the joke. You know, man. Uh, it just gets more and more difficult these days to just convince people that you're cool. And, you know, it's like just convince people you don't got hate in your heart because everyone no, is no, out it's there. More, it's more political correctness uh, term popularized by Stalin mm. uh, is, is drowning us. I mean, it's really drowning us. Yeah. Uh, you could make – and that's a bad thing because artists and comedians – like, look how unfunny the uh, nighttime comics are on TV. Now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They're trying to be serious. Or, I don't know what their problem is. Yep. Well, they're a little slip, or, or you put a joke in this a little bit across the line. Well, it's over. Thank you guys so much for joining me, Mary Lou uh, Sullivan, Kinky Friedman. This was a real honor of my life. I, I appreciate it. And get out there, buy this book. Everything's bigger in Texas: The Life and Times of Kinky Friedman, Mary Lou Sullivan, and Kinky Friedman. And uh, well, that's the show. We'll see you later. Hey, mom. First things first. Thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.